Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. It's brand new, season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Episode 326, Simple Saving Strategies Using the High Five Banking Method with Sirenese Pierce. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today we are playing an interview from our 2021 Frugal Living Summit. We called it the Future of Frugal. And all of the interviews were explorations of what the future of Frugal would look like. So instead of being cheap, being wise with our resources and our money. And this was one of the ways that we could be wise with our savings. Uh, And Sirenese has this method that really helped her simplify her savings. Uh, So we're very excited to replay this for you. It was one of our most watched interviews from the summit two years ago. And uh, we know we have so many new listeners that a lot of you didn't get to see it the first time around. So you get to hear it now. 2021, it was weird times, but weird times. great, relevant, evergreen tips. So we're yes. excited to introduce this one again to the masses. But first, this episode is brought to you by Encouragement. It's a sweet sponsor today. Hmm. The kind that thinks of you, shoots a little text saying how great you are, or sends you a note via snail mail with a thanks for being you message, or a hand clap, kind of like a high five, saying you're really good at this. Encouragement is here for you, getting rid of the platitudes and giving you genuine motivation to keep going. And if you need a little more encouragement sent your way, we've got it for you. It's our newsletter. We give you heads ups, a heads up about free food in your area, tips for spending better, and hacks for removing all the guilt and shame surrounding money. It's the high five you needed. That pat on the back, the wind beneath your sails. That might be a little far, but encouragement. It's here for you. Frugalfriendspodcast.com slash friend letter. Let us Mm. encourage you. Encourage you to get that free food. Encourage you to save that money encourage you to spend that money when it aligns with your values. 
Jill will send you all that. And she sends me videos of dogs doing gross stuff. (laughs) So I think you're getting the better end of the deal. And that's the encouragement you need, Jen. We all get what we need Mm -hmm. from you. And I understand that. And what you might need is a simplified way to do your banking. Uh, You may not know how many bank accounts should I have or not have, or how do I save an emergency fund or a sinking fund like logistically? And that is why we invited Sirenese with us at the summit. And so without further ado, let me just introduce you to Sirenese real quick. She runs the Poised Lifestyle blog and you can find her at Poised Finance Lifestyle on Instagram. She and her husband recently finished paying off $99,000 of debt in five years, living in one of the highest cost of living cities in America with their two young children. Uh, And so she has created this high five banking strategy because what mom of two kids doesn't need to simplify everything. So if that sounds like something you need, enjoy. Let's do it. Hey, Sirenese, thank you so much for uh, letting us interview you. We are so excited that you're here um, and we're excited to share this interview with everyone. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm excited to share and to talk more about my story and whatever can help the next, you know, the next generation of women and minorities and the youth um, help them with their finances. That's what we're here for. Mm, Thanks for coming on the show. We're so excited about the platform that you have, The Poised Lifestyle. It is a stunning site with tons of helpful info and videos and graphics. And so we'll certainly point people in your direction as we go, but excited to learn from you today on this topic. Yeah. Thank you. Can you just start out for the people who uh, don't know, like, who are you? Like, what got you into starting the poised lifestyle and doing this? Yes. So I'm Sidenis Pierce. I'm a millennial Latina mom from San Diego, California. I have a background in finance, but one of the main reasons that I got into finance was because of the devastation that happened during the 08 recession. My family, we lost our home. My dad lost his career. We, My parents ended up divorcing and it was just so much loss. And I had, I felt like there was no hope when it came to our finances for, you know, people who were immigrants and minorities just trying trying to make it here. And one of the main reasons I got into financial planning into this industry was to help spread the awareness that there are options for us to better our personal finances so we don't have to lose it all when we, you know, start building up our wealth. So I created Poise Finance and Lifestyle to realistically help millennial women find a way to balance their finances and lifestyle with poise. Because as a mom, I know how difficult it is to try to live your best life, but also be financially responsible. So that's one of the main things I try to share, little tricks and hacks on how to, you know, better your finances in a way that doesn't seem all budgety and (laughs) um, invest, 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 Mm -hmm. not too stressful, but a little bit more um, strategic and routinely something that helps you create a system for your finances. 
Sirenis, that's so stunning because this is not just about the majority culture. This isn't just about what's attainable for, uh, yeah, people with power. We're also talking about and hoping to make accessible and elevate the voices and find the freedom to engage in this within any demographic of people. So thank you for bringing that perspective to us today. You talk about the high five banking method. I'm curious if you can say more about that and share that with our audience today. Yes. So the high five banking method is realistically a simple way to organize your finances with purpose. When it comes to financial planning, it feels a little overwhelming for a lot of people to talk about budgeting, investments, um, you know, estate planning and insurance. It feels a little bit too much. So what I did here with the high five banking method, it's realistically the foundation to build upon your financial future. Um, For a lot of people, that's just, you know, most people are used to just, you know, setting a budget, setting goals, but they don't have a structure for their finances. So with the high five banking method, what we're really doing is that we're organizing your finances so that you can clearly see why you are spending, why you are saving. And in the future, position yourself to start investing and building up a legacy for yourself and your family as well. So the high five banking method is realistically composed of five accounts, two checking accounts and three savings accounts. The first checking account is going to be for your bills. This is going to be for all of your mandatory needs. Even if it's not considered a bill, it could be groceries, gas, um, a roof over your head, water. All of these things are mandatory. We all need it for survival. The next one is going to be your lifestyle checking account. This is going to be for all the monthly things that you want to do without the guilt. I think that's so important for women to know that it's okay to spend. Just make sure that you're not pointing to everything so you can start saving a little bit more and then you will be okay. Now, when it comes to the three savings accounts, it's going to be one savings account for your emergency fund, one for your long-term goals, and one for your short-term goals. And once you have all five accounts, you can give your finances a high five. I love that. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Yes. Oh my God. What an amazing elevator speech with a high five at the end. I, I can't, I mean, that's the, that's the best elevator speech that I have heard from a personal finance professional. Um, and oh I my love, gosh. it's so simple because yes. I don't always love budgeting. I can't, I need to like be able to see my money like separately. And so, yes, I have multiple a- accounts just for that reason, but I have never broken it down like simply and strategically like that. So I love the strategy, the strategy behind that method. And that's why I tell people the high five banking method, it's not a budget. It's the missing piece. That's what we don't talk about in personal finances. Like I said, everyone talks about budgeting, but they don't find strategies to help us maintain that budget when we're out shopping, when we're paying our bills, when we're trying to save for things that are actually important to us. They just tell us budget, set goals as if it was that easy. It's not that easy. And that's why so many people fail at it. We need to have people give people the opportunity to have uh, strategies that benefit them. And for a lot of the youth, you know, it's very difficult to start saving for short-term and long-term goals. And I tell them, just start with the first three accounts. This is the, the core of the baseline here because everyone has bills. Everyone has a lifestyle, even though we do not want to admit it. <laughs> and we all need an emergency fund. It doesn't matter who we are. We all need to have a little bit of money saved up just in case life doesn't go to plan. 
Mm. Yeah. I mean, we need these tangible tips. I think sometimes people are so afraid to box us in because there is so much freedom in how we go about our personal finance and budgeting, but yet some of these tangible tools, this foundational concepts of, okay, but what's actually needed? Where can I even start before I even learn how to branch off from there and what works for me and what doesn't work for me? So I love that you're actually giving this, okay, have two checking and three savings. Here's how you use them. Excellent. That's a great place to get started and build upon from there. Exactly. Let's dive a little bit into these two checking accounts first. So how do we decide what goes in each? And then also how do we execute it once we have them? Okay, so I am a little more dramatic than other people. I actually focus all of the money that comes into my household towards my bills first because I need to make sure I have kids, you know, I have to make sure I have food in the fridge, mm-hmm. need to make sure our water's running, we have car insurance, we have gas. And for a lot of people, you know, we kind of have demonize bills as something that's holding us back when the reality is something that's propelling us forward. If we don't have the necessities, it's very difficult for us to start thinking about our future. So if we take care of home and make sure that we have everything that we need, we are going to feel more confident and less stress when it comes to saving, investing, and moving forward with our finances. So when it comes to the bills, I tell everyone, this is your mandatory cost of living. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of people actually don't know what this number is. I tell people, calculate how much your minimum cost cost of living is because this is mandatory. It's not, uh, you know, optional right here. You can maneuver things here and there. You know, once your lease ends, you can change, you can sell your house to get, you know, um, a, a less expensive house. There's little things you can change, but the reality is you still need all of these expenses. So I tell people prioritize all of your income to go towards your bills first. After you got all your bills taken care of, give yourself like an allowance kind of for how much money you want to spend on your lifestyle. A lot of people do something that I call the new lifestyle creep, where they don't realize how much money they're spending on their lifestyle because they're putting it all on their credit card. So they'll try to budget and cut down and stuff like that. But the reality is they're still swiping that credit card when it comes to their lifestyle. And they're secretly going back into more debt, increasing their bills and making their life more stressful. They're going backwards (laughs) because they're trying to maintain so much. So what I tell people to do instead is give yourself a realistic budget for your lifestyle. For my husband and I, we both have our play money in here. You know, he has a certain amount. I have the same amount. And then we have a certain amount that's less for our children as well. Um, Going out to eat, um, things for the house, you know, when we go to Costco, something random like that. (laughs) Um, Our book buys and things of that nature. We do that in our lifestyle. So that way we are keeping track in an easier way of how much we're actually spending by choice and not by, you know, mandatory. And I feel like this has helped me so much really control how much I'm spending and not going to credit card debt, you know, making sure that everyone has enough money for what they need to accomplish, what they need on a monthly basis. And if they need to wait until next month to buy something a little bit more expensive, they can wait a little bit, a few more weeks. That's just the, you know, the process of how you, control the urges of wanting to overspend and spending too much instead of, you know, learning how to manage your finances in a way that's realistic and maintainable for you. It's so hard for women to go backwards in lifestyle, but it's easier to maintain something that's realistic for you and that you know you can maintain moving forward. 
I love that you could look at that bank account and see, well, what do I have in here as my fun spending, as my lifestyle spending? And if it's not in there, then I don't get it. Uh, rather than just looking at a one checking account, it's like, well, it's in here. Well, that's not accounting for bills that have to be paid. So Absolutely. yeah, great yeah. And it makes sure that it doesn't matter what day the bill is coming out, that you have the money in there for it. If you put that aside first, or even if you choose to like budget based on the previous month's income, like you have it in there. So you're not going to be late on anything. That's what I, I kind of feel like these paycheck to paycheck budgets kind of get it like wrong. Cause you can have all of your bills in the first two weeks and then like you have no spending money. So if you like just parse it out. And so you can see, okay, this is what I have. And then maybe I have a little extra I can put towards the next month or, or whatever. Then you don't have to stress about the timing of the bills. Yes. That is very stressful. I think a lot of people don't talk about that. They always say, just put everything on auto pay. And you're just like, do you know how stressful auto pay is if you don't have all of the money for your bills, yes. especially when they're different prices, you can pretend that you have a routine and accidentally, you know, your light bills higher than expected or your AC has been running and you didn't know it was running while you were out. There's so many things that happen. Life is just so unpredictable. That's why I do think it's such a good idea to try to see if you can get ahead of those small bills. You know, one thing that my husband, and I do is we get ahead on our life insurance. We get ahead on our car insurance. We get ahead on um, our cell phone bill because those are little bills that we can really start working towards and officially tell people when you are ahead of your bills, you are not living paycheck to paycheck. You do not have to get into that mindset that you don't have enough money to pay your bills. No, on the contrary, you're actually ahead of your bills. You are moving forward in your finances and you're getting out of that rut. That mindset stuff really does mess with people. And a lot of people like to say they live paycheck to paycheck, but you know the reality is they don't. They just feel that they live paycheck to paycheck because they're combining their bills and their lifestyle and their credit card debt all on top of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. 
To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. So true. So now that we've covered the checking accounts, I'm curious about these savings accounts, taking a deeper dive into that. I know you mentioned you've got your short-term and your long-term and your emergency fund. Can you talk a little bit more about guidelines with that, maybe percentages that go into each, how you utilize those? What more tips do you have for us about those savings accounts? Yes. I don't like doing um, percentages because a lot of times it's not realistic for what you're actually trying to save for. If you know you're trying to save for a weekend getaway trip with your with your girls to Vegas, you know it's going to cost, the hotel's going to cost X amount, the gas is going to cost this, food is generally going to cost about that. So it's really important for people to start, you know, realizing how much money do they actually need to save for their short-term goal? What are they trying to save for? Even their long-term goals. What are you saving for? If it's a down payment for a house or you're trying to buy a new car, how much does the car cost? What's your budget for this? And that way you can start breaking it down in a more realistic format. And when it comes to the emergency fund, a lot of people, you know, they start making up numbers of how much money they think they need to have in there. They're like, oh, I need to have, you know, uh, three months of my of my income or three months of my bills. And we say bills, but they conclude their lifestyle in there. And I'm like, no, include just your minimum cost of living, which is equal to your bills. So that's why I love about the high five banking method. These numbers, they equal each other. Whatever your bills are, like the average, this is how much you want to save for one month of your emergency fund. And then you start building up to three months and six months, depending on your um, financial situation. You know, if you're single, you don't have any kids, you can rely on a little bit less because it's just you have to take care of. But once you have kids, you're, you're, you know, in a two household income or you're, you know, married and you have multiple kids and pets and everything like that, you need to be, you know, a little more flexible and save a little bit more because you have more people who are depending on that emergency fund. So I always tell people, you know, get to your one month emergency fund, but please do not stop there. (laughs) Continue on to your three months and then to your six months. And if you're going to start a business up to your 12 months, because a lot of times we hear people talking about you know, they're business owners, they're investors, and they don't really talk to you about their emergency fund. These people have very deep emergency funds, but we don't realize that. So we think that, you know, we can just jump into other areas without mastering the basics first. So please (laughs) prepare your foundation before you jump onto the bigger stuff. If you get nothing else out of this, do that. (laughs) Do that. Now, I did want to share with, when it comes to the the short-term and long-term, I do consider short-term anything that takes less than 12 months to accomplish. That could be like, again, you want to get a new cell phone, Christmas, um, anniversaries, we celebrate those here. Um, Also like car registration, it comes off every single year right after Christmas for us. So it's like, ah. (laughs) And then when it comes to the long-term goals, this can be anything between one to five years. If it's going to be longer than five years, you might want to start investing that money 
money and not holding it in a high yield savings account. Probably makes more sense at that point. But realistically, you know, if you're trying to buy a new car, these are things that you want to do or even a wedding, planning a wedding. You know, you need to save up for these things because you are going to be paying them off, you know, while you're saving for them a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So you need to start preparing yourself to not rely on going on to, you know, into debt or financing just to achieve those goals. And I know it's difficult because, you know, as the youth and as millennials, we all want everything right now. But it's important that we spread it out in a way that's realistic for us and manageable as well. I like how you're highlighting this, not just for personal finance, but if any of us are thinking about starting a business or getting into a side hustle or anything, these are very basic principles that if we're able to master them in our own lives, we can take with us into the next step of life. Awesome tip there. Yeah. And I love like how much freedom this all seems to be giving. Cause I remember before I got like into, you know, personal finance and stuff, I would see a number in my bank account and I would be like, I have to spend it all. Like I have to spend everything because I don't like, I don't know what tomorrow holds. That was kind of my um, YOLO. Right. And not, in not a, even like, a term anymore. <laughs> I know not even in like a, like I want to party, but just like in a kind of a scarcity mindset sort of thing. Um, it wasn't even intentional, but to have everything taken care of in other accounts. So I have an account um, that I can spend in, and then I have, you know, the savings for my trip or my car in other accounts that I'm not seeing out of sight, out of mind. Like I can spend without guilt. Um, and I just, I love the freedom that that is because it seems a, a smidge restrictive as a budget would, but there's actually freedom in knowing your boundaries because then you can go to the max without anxiety. Exactly. And no one wants to go to the store and get their car rejected or anything like that. So it kind of keeps you in check and saying, hey, mm -hmm. you have a hundred dollars. That's it. <laughs> you know, start calculating how much your your expenses are going to be because that's it's almost like a gift card. If you think about it a little bit, we can't go over the gift card. It's like it is, it is what it is. And it kind of trains people, especially if they're really, you know, really being triggered by their spending at that part of their life to kind of calm down and be like, hey, I only have $100. Let me, you know, rethink how I want to spend my money and be more purposeful, you know, before I start spending. I think that's so really important to like stop us right there before we get to the cash register and double think everything that we're doing because we don't want to get embarrassed. We don't want to go into debt. And, you know, those are the small things you have to do in the beginning to really prepare yourself to be able to, you know, handle larger expenses or move forward in your financial journey as well. Mm, yes, I love that. Uh, so this is a question that we are asking all of our speakers kind of in regards to um, what our conversation has been today. But what do you hope um, the future of banking or accounts or spending, what do you hope the future of that includes? I honestly, I hope that it includes more banking opportunities for the underbanked. There's so many communities that, you know, they're scared of banks. They're scared of the government. They're 
they're in fear and they're also in lack of banks in their community. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's really difficult for people to, you know, create a banking structure if they don't have banks available to them. I really love how online banks are really, you know, getting out there. They're promoting that service and that option to people who never knew that was an option. So they don't get charged with bank fees, overdraft fees, maintenance fees. Those are fees that, you know, our youth and our minority community cannot afford at the moment. So I think it's really important to make sure that, you know, there's ATMs available everywhere where they can use them without getting charged extra fees. Um, That would be a very big blessing because sometimes there are things you need to pay cash for. And we want to feel comfortable knowing that we can have a lot of access to a lot of other places to get our money. Um, So I'm really hoping banking expands and people who are not banked get bank accounts and learn this strategy so they can manage their finances better. I am with you on that one, hoping with you, Sirenes. This is such uh, such a problem as it relates to personal finance and the ability to get a bank account, much less the opportunity for bank accounts and bank accounts that aren't going to take advantage of people. So, yeah, yes, this is, hoping yeah, alongside you. Super like important, even if you don't pay the fees that you're talking about, like, even if you're like a person watching this and you're like, well, I stay above my minimum. So like, I'm fine. But one of the ways that we show banks that we won't tolerate them nickel and diming low income customers is by leaving those banks that charge fees and banking strictly with online banks and credit unions that are fee free and that are also committed, um, to banking for like unbanked and underbanked populations. And so if you're watching this and you're at a big bank that charges fees, I would hope that you would consider taking the really inconvenient step. I know it's inconvenient because I've done it um, and leaving and, and going somewhere that is committed to the same things that you are. And the other thing I wanted to share was that a lot of people feel like that's their only option and there's more opportunities, you know, out there, other banks, there's credit unions, like you said, there's online banks, there's high yield savings accounts that you can't get access to if you're with a big bank. So you can diversify it, you know, a little bit out. I know for business it's a little difficult if you're a business owner to have um, online bank, there's not a lot that offer that, but that's something that is also expanding because there is a niche for that. There's people who do side hustles. They need you know, business accounts for their side hustle. There's people who are, you know, creating small businesses and they need to know that there's more options than just the big banks. And I think that's very empowering and educational because, you know, we need to have those options available to us because they might just work out perfectly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for that. minute of your entire week maybe a baby was born and his name is william maybe you paid off your mortgage maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore duck bills buffalo bills bill clinton this is the bill of the week on a different note sirenes are curious if you have a bill of the week for us 
when you guys said Bill, I was thinking like <laughs> Bill Nye, the science guy. I was like, the only that's great. <laughs> yes. I always say Bill Curtis and nobody's ever as excited as I am. But um, <laughs> I've been yeah. doing a lot of research on, um, you know, the the plastic situation that we're going through. I think it was like a baby turtle that had like a hundred pieces of plastic in his little belly. And I was like, there has to be, you know, a better way for, you know, us as a society to go less plastic and more sustainable, um, you know, type of items, especially when it comes to like shampoo. And like, there's so many little things we don't even think about that are like wrapped in plastic. So hopefully that's something else that we can hope for um, improvement in as well. Mm. Inspired by Bill Nye. And Thank you. Love Bill. <laughs> Thank so you. Amazing. the truth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much for uh, indulging us with that and also sharing all of your banking tips. This has been incredibly enlightening, insightful, motivating. Thank you, Sirenese. Yeah. Definitely. And where can people go to find everything you have to offer? Definitely go out to my website, thepoislifestyle.com. And I also have a freebie of the one-sheeter of the High Five Banking Method. Um, it's my most requested uh, one-sheeter. Everyone's always asking, we want it. I don't know why, but we want it. I was like, you know what? <laughs> there you guys go. Go to my website, a pop-up with co-op, and you guys can download a free one-sheeter. And it's just so helpful, especially if you're trying to introduce this to your partner, to your family members, like your little sister, or your little brother, and you want to help them also get their finances in order. It's just a good one-sheeter that allows you to get a good perspective of the high five banking method. And, you know, once people see it, like you said, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> it a great looking <laughs> one, like one sheeter too. Like it just it puts it all on paper. And I was like, yes, all of this makes sense. I can do this. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... 
We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That summit really was fun. That was so fun. And we will bring it back in a a new iteration. But I had a baby this year, so I wasn't able to do it. Yeah, right? I know. I had another baby. I didn't have time for a summit. Uh, But fear not. It will come back. Let us let us know how you want it to come back over on Instagram or by sending us an email. You can respond to the friend letter. Anytime you get a friend letter in your inbox and you want to respond to it, that goes into my inbox. And I will most likely see it unless it's something mean and then Goldie takes it out of my inbox really quick. Goldie's our podcast <laughs> manager. We're fragile. We just need Absolutely. encouragement. Right. She only lets me see the good stuff. So thank you for listening. Uh, And speaking of good stuff, we love reading your kind reviews. Uh, And we especially love this one from Cece12347. It's called The Radical Middle. It's the title of the review. I love the thoughtful and balanced conversations on this podcast. It is so rare to find people who can acknowledge that life is complicated. There is no one size fits all to approach to finance. And ultimately, the right choice for most of us will be somewhere in the middle. The fact that these ladies are also funny and entertaining is the icing on the cake. Thank you, Cece. I like this review. That was encouraging. Mm. Thanks for that encouragement in the form of a five-star review. We do love that, especially mainly just because today's sponsor was encouragement. But feel free to also encourage us with these five-star reviews because it not only encourages Jen and I, but it also encourages other people who might similarly be looking for a personal finance podcast that's relatable to them. This will help them understand whether this is the version of relatable that they need. We are not all things to all people. So if you can kind of tell people what to expect with this in the form of a really great review that gives an idea of what we're about, where we're funny and we're not radical, except when it comes to being in the middle. That's great. So thanks Mm -hmm. for leaving those reviews. Yes. And remember, I am fragile and I love reading your five-star reviews. So if, if you need to protect someone today, protect me, protect my heart and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast. Love you. Bye. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani. Oh, I love the concept of us being fragile. (laughs) (laughs) Just like so breakable and dainty with like little bird bones. That's what our one stars one star reviews say we are. So I'm just like living into it. Yes. Well, yeah. Bird bone females (laughs) just like to giggle, talk about nothing. Mm. Yes. Mm. 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 They really get us. They really understand us to our core. Yeah, all of my fragility. So. <laughs> but I am I am fragile when it comes to sports. 
I know we were just talking about this. <laughs> and that's why I, you just lift weights. I do. I you just lift, lift weights. flat balls that are weights. Right. Not Frisbees. Right. Don't throw anything at me. I will not catch it. It's actually a joke with, with Travis, my husband, is that he will maybe throw something at me or like where other people have quick reflexes and they will they will like catch something i will stand there and watch it because <laughs> yeah. part of it is that my reflexes are slow already for stuff like that like if it comes to my children though i have cat-like reflexes right yeah. but when it comes to everything else i will just like watch things go by. I have uh, seen you do that. It feels <laughs> kind of like a power move though. Like you're doing, you're leaning into the non-athleticism by just allowing it to be this. Yeah. Oh, what was that? You tried to throw something at me? No, thanks. You can pick that up. <laughs> and it's really boss. It's yeah. giving boss you think vibes. You think a lot of my inadequacies are power moves. <laughs> and maybe I've just taken my weaknesses and made them into my strengths. Um. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't respond to a text message? Power move. <laughs> she doesn't catch what you're throwing at her? power move <laughs> she just stares at you when you say hi and introduce yourself power move <laughs> i do only half of those things <laughs> and it's a power move <laughs> it's brand new season two I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.